When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Watch you throw the ball, we gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Trap or Dive podcast. Brought to you by 214 Media. I'm your host, Shmarty Moe, Hendog Moe, Coach Moe, Jamal, all that good stuff, man. Let me see if I can. There we go. Boom. Um, let's get the administrative items out of the way. Um, obviously, like I said, this podcast is about, brought to you by 214 Media and SB Nations Hogs Haven. Um, if you are new to the Chopper Dive YouTube channel, if you are tra- new to whatever platform you are listening or watching, make sure you hit that follow button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We definitely appreciate it. Um, look, man, we're back, bro. It's one, it's one more day till draft, till, till the NFL draft starts. Uh, big news dropped for Washington. I don't know if anybody else, um, I don't, I don't think anybody anticipated it dropping today per se. Um, obviously I'm, I'm speaking of the Chase, Chase Young news, uh, on the show that they were going to start off with that, right? Um, and then dive into our final mock draft as we head into tomorrow's draft. But um, I'm going to go ahead and see if uh, we have started, AJ. Let me see if I can get you in here. Let me see. I can get a mic check. AJ, you good? Can I hear you? Yeah, I'm good. All right, bet, bet, bet. Here we go. Um, AJ's in. Dre is on the way. Uh, but AJ, man, how you feeling, bro? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm good, bro. Straight in from a workout, man. So uh, all my limbs are sore. Um, but I think I got one more for the week, and I'm I'm good for the next three, four days, bro. So I can't complain too much, man. Um, I know for 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 all of us, I don't think we're going to be doing anything tomorrow evening, <laughs> or maybe even the next the next three evenings or next next two evenings, Thursday and Friday, with the draft coming up, but. 
Um, I know this is probably a busy time for you, given your uh, your occupation. Um, are you are you going to be out of town throughout the this upcoming week or this weekend? Uh, yeah, fr- Friday, uh, Friday morning, I'm head over. Uh, guy that I'm managing uh, possibly might go third round. Uh, so second to third so we'll see how, how that goes He's having a, like a draft party yeah well, just with the family and stuff so we'll see how that goes absolutely what's going on monsi appreciate you checking in um okay yeah because i i know last year i think you were out of town as well but um is that something where you you try to make an effort to, like do, if you have multiple clients like do you try to make an effort to um like have a day where you where you where you're with them, or is it like do you prioritize it by like we have a projection of you going in the first round at this pick, so I'm I'm gonna head with you. Uh yeah, so it just really depends on who who the client is. Like for example, if I had like a guy that was projected to go first round and got it, and we secured an invitation to the green room, uh, where they'll be broadcasting the draft, like you'll go and spend the week with them because there's like campaigns and stuff and activations with companies that you would need to do. So like most of the guys have been there since Monday doing little things, NFL play 60 old spice, whatever. And then their families and stuff are coming in town, but like guys that may not, you know, get the green room invited, it just really all depends in, in who the company you're working with. Uh, you can send out other employees to be with certain guys so they don't feel lonely and there's not mm. a lack of representation. Uh, but yeah, that's typically that's typically how it works. It just really fluctuates on who uh, you know, who who you decide to to be with. Some guys do it based off of camera time or or women. Uh, some people just do it based off of relationships and who they might be closer with, uh, family wise, or who might need more support during that that <laughs> that scenario. Because I mean, this is like the first time in your playing career that you don't have a choice yeah like you don't have no say so yeah um i don't know like i i think it's quite interesting uh sometimes hearing like draft day stories or even just understanding like the 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 dynamics behind what goes into like even a draft day party like i think about um Has Dwayne held his event like at a bowling alley? Um, like that's the that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest one of, of recent memory around here. He held his at a bowling alley. Um, and it was somewhat like of a, a, a somewhat public event, I guess. You still you had to pay to get in, obviously, but um he yeah. had already that, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, that that was a bit weird because typically <laughs> you don't want it to be a public event. Um, but hey man, everybody takes different angles with their with their brands. Uh but yeah, I mean, even for example, like Quiddy Pay, like we we did something at a ho- hotel in, in Denver. Um and really Denver was only picked because that's where his brother played college football at the time. He has no he has no relation to Denver, Colorado at all. But he's just so accommodating and wanting to be, you know. Uh, make it effortless for his brother that's still in college. He ended up doing it there. Family flew in from all over. Uh, different parties flew in. But, like, even the process, like, you have to get, like, 
special cameras and setup set from ESPN and the NFL to make you sure that everything hats. is at. Yeah, you get all 32 hats. You go through uh, the day before or two days before, depending on appointments that you pick, because they're doing this with every pick in this draft, uh, damn near, because they want to make sure that they get that moment when they get selected, they, they get the hat, especially for those that aren't going to be on site you get all 32 hats sent to you. You got someone that's designated to pull the correct hat. You got to make sure the Wi-Fi is it's so many steps to making sure that on a production level, that this is as high volume and high quality as possible that a lot of people don't get to see. And then it feels like, I guess this is the last thing we'll get into chase down. What's going on, Amani? Appreciate you checking in. Appreciate everybody who just tuned in. Um, but another thing I think about, like, in that aspect, the way you described it, it sounds like, Somebody has to be there all day, 20, well, not 24-7, but like during out the period, throughout the period of the draft to like record every moment. So until you get picked, like, I feel like it's, I'm, well, unless there's <laughs> like an automatic thing where the camera's just rolling and somebody can nah, just, the camera, the camera's literally rolling 24-7. So yeah, if you, whenever that time starts I forget the camera like bro. yeah you are you on camera right in that designated area the whole time like you got to set up everything or they might have a tech but they do everything in advance make sure they get the right lighting audio pickup all that so yeah you got to be mindful of what you say on camera uh all those things i can only imagine what man fuck this league bro that's never been released whether it be said by the player, the the agent, the the family members, like I can only imagine what they've caught on those live cameras. And there's yeah. there's a guy in a hub that's just controlling every single camera and looking in and even talking back to to them in their living room, like, hey, we're coming to you live in like okay. ten seconds. Oh yeah. I'm about to say that's the whole that's the TV side of things, man. You know, ten times better than, than any of us. Okay. All right. Um, well, speaking of draft picks, man, uh, Rivera's first round and first first ever commander draft pick, Washington football team draft pick, however you want to phrase it, first pick as a as a as Washington's head coach, um, is entering officially the last year of his deal of his rookie contract. Chase Young, um, the, the commanders did not pick up his fifth year option, um, and for us. And for everybody that's watching and listening, um, I like I was saying earlier, I don't I don't think uh whether it was you were for or against, um, you know, there was gonna be some announcements soon. Um, and 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 whether or not you believe the way Ron Rivera was talking throughout the last couple of weeks, um, I was of the one where you know he was very indirect and, and non-committal. But I'll admit and say that I truly didn't really think that that meant he was full blown and 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 committed to not picking up his option, uh, his fifth year option, um, because Ron Rivera likes to play these type of games in the media. So I will be the first one to acknowledge and admit on my side that I think they made the wrong. I mean, I, I believe they made the wrong decision, but I also didn't anticipate him to to one announced that they weren't going to pick it up, but two announced that they were going to, they weren't going to pick it up on April 26, 2023. Um, so I'll stop there. And, and I got uh, a ton more to say about how I feel about it, but 
just from a overall standpoint of, of yes or no, did they make the right decision? Um, and, and we'll dive into it. I personally don't think that uh, this was the right move. Um, there are several different layers to peel back on on why they probably went the way they did um, and, and why I think that they should have went the other way. But I'll stop there to start this conversation. Um, yes or no, uh, AJ, where, where are you at with um, the idea of uh, pick or not not picking up his fifth year option, uh, but also doing it on April 26th, Wednesday, the day before the first night of the draft? Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, how I feel about the situation is just another example of why when Josh Harris and company become the, the new owners of this team, they will be going forward with a different direction with head coach and general manager. I just feel like you have to be innovative. You have to be thinking years in advance and down the line, your next move. You can't just be reactionary. And a lot of these moves are reactionary. You know, you know the diagnosis of him coming back from his injury, what have you. You know, maybe you should have took you should have took a DN, <laughs> you know, in last year's draft. Um, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, James Smith Williams is not a rookie, right? Nah, probably like in this, going into his third year, I think. Yeah, so it's like you you didn't show no effort to go into the season with an additional young pick at at DN. Uh, you also know that Montez Sweat is coming up on a new contract. So now you're about to go into this season with both of your starting defensive ends possibly going to free agency. Like it just it just makes no sense at all. Like it, it's like either either you want both, either you want one, or either you want to move on from one or the other and you want to get some value. Of course, with with Chase being injured, it was hard to trade him. But then you try to do something with Montez Sweat and maybe you pick up a veteran pass rusher, something of the sorts to get value. Now you're just in a situation where you think that because what happened with Deron Payne, you're going to reap the same benefit of such this season once again. And luckily, you know, Chase Young and Montez Sweat are boys, um, but they're also represented by the same agent. So yeah. it's, it's just like in normal situations, this could cause a big rift within the locker room because now these guys are competing for sacks. You yeah. know, like they already compete in general uh, and want the best for the team. But we've seen when this when this defensive front didn't play on the same page, how it looked. They looked really bad. And that's one of the main reasons why some feel that Sam Mills was fired because they weren't playing as a as a collective. They weren't playing as a group. Everybody was out for their own. It seemed like everybody was just trying to get their numbers up. And now you're in that similar situation where it's like whoever creates the most impact on the DN side is going to be the one that gets paid. Because right now there's no inclination that you're going to pay both and retain them. So it's just a weird situation. It came out today, in my opinion, honestly, uh, because it's a it's a great marketing strategy as far as going into the draft and having those teams that are behind them and, and maybe falling in love with a guy like a Nolan Smith or Luca Van Ness from Iowa, possibly thinking, oh shoot, Washington's there at 16. These guys are on the clock. They may take them, and we need to give our best foot forward to possibly go get our guy. 
and they can move up. And you've seen several other teams announce <clears throat> announce picking up options today as well. But it's just pretty interesting uh, the timing. And it kind of leaves the door open for Washington to do so many things in the draft, especially in the first two rounds. Um, I hope, I hope that they trade back and, and try to empower Eric Bieniemy in this offense more and, and add playmakers. But I mean, you just you just creating more more issues on your hand and more drama because you don't have a quarterback. So it's like. <laughs> It's just so weird. And then the guys that are possible free agents, such as the Curtis Samuels, the Cam Curls, the Antonio Gibsons, I mean, they shouldn't expect any type of extension during this offseason either or during the season. Um, I think nobody really gets to have a conversation about getting extended until next year. Yeah. Um, So for me, I think – one of the things that you you mentioned was the injury part, and that was something that was on my mind a lot too. Uh, when Ron Rivera mentioned, now don't quote me verbatim, but he kind of compared um, uh, Deron Payne, right? And let me go ahead and get Dre in here. He's back now. Boom, get him. Boom, here we go. Okay. Uh, and comments. Boom. All right, cool. So, when uh what's going on Dre? my bad player i want to do man how you feeling are you fellas? good yes sir draft week <laughs> yes sir you already know man um so he mentioned like kind of compared deron Payne and and chase young uh when when he was being questioned about chase young's with the option and just saying look what you know what they did for deron Payne and how he uh burst through the scene and again don't quote me verbatim but it was just something to that sentiment and and my thing when I when I heard that was like I, I think at the very least, Ron, you have to or or Martin, whoever said it, um, you all have to have some sense of awareness of 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 the two different situations. Um, Deron Payne was a guy who was available essentially all four years, and he got a fifth year extension, um, and he he just happened to break through on his in his fifth year, um, and and got paid to the i mean got and paid well enough to the point where he got paid and and that's good it's not a knock on deron Payne at all but i think the argument is a little bit different when you look at chase young who's a guy who was available for most of his rookie season i think he missed one game due to injury um and then he played like six or seven before he tore his acl this is a guy who is going into his fourth year who missed a season and a half yeah i think well damn near it damn near a whole season collectively in terms of games. Yeah, he pretty, games much the whole, he pretty much missed yeah. the whole season. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about a guy who missed that amount of time due to an injury. Now, sure, his performance was something in his, his second season when he wasn't hurt. His performance was something where you're like, yo, this is not what we want from our, our number two overall pick. Like, this is not who we want. But at the same time, when you missed a year and a half due to injury and you're telling you're telling the public and you're telling Chase that we don't feel comfortable enough giving you a fifth year fifth year abstention um for X amount of reason, whatever that reason may be, because we don't know yet until Ron Rivera gives his reason now that he's officially announced that he's not picking up the option. But when you have these things, I just think that the comparisons that you draw between Deron Payne and Chase Young is so uh inaccurate. Right and misleading because one person got a fifth year extension, the other, the other person didn't, and the the one who didn't was the one who was hurt. 
like you you can't really take that away from them and 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 that's not the one reason why i think that this is the wrong decision to make um and and, and i think that there are several aspects for why you can make uh the case for for them doing this and, and, and Dre, i saw your tweet and i i don't disagree with it at all like this isn't something where i feel strongly about like all oh, these guys are 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 straight up stupid like it's 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 still reasonable in the sense to be like, all right given the situation that we are in right now i don't want us to do this and and some of that can do with the exact reason i talked about he's hurt um some of the some of the things to do with maturity that i don't know of and that i don't suggest people from the public like try to try to speak on when they don't know chase i don't know him and i would never like these are legitimate conversations right but i'm not going to personally sit here and say that he's immature that he doesn't know it because i can't even give you an example off the field that shows that he ain't that he's not taking this serious i don't know him like that um but to the point of like off the field concerns that may be something that's bothering these coaches too so that may be taken into account taken into account that they want him to grow up like that but the 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 the, the bad side of this whole thing fellas is like all this screams to me um, or majority of this decision screams to me is that this is a, a head coach in an organization who is essentially banking against betting against their number two overall pick. Like if you don't have the faith or or a, a, a proper way to motivate them, and if you think this is the, the way to motivate them is to, to take away that fifth year option, uh, I hope it works out. But I wouldn't bet against my number two overall pick. I will find alternative ways to motivate Chase Young while trying to keep him on this team to develop him uh, into that fifth year and make sure that he finds his way before we have to make a final decision and, and not put two and two against each other, make, not put Sweat and Young against each other. I'm glad, AJ, that you said that they're cool. And that's, that's really good because like if they, they didn't have a strong relationship, they would be looking at each other as the ops. Like, I got to do better than you, bro. And and I don't give I don't give a damn how I get this done, but – you are not going to take my money. I'm gonna get my money, and I'm gonna make sure that you out the door. But I'm glad that they're not in that, that they're not in that environment because if they if they were, it, it just could have been way worse. But I just wouldn't bet against my number two overall pick. My first overall, my first, my number one pick as a Washington uh, head coach is not is not safe. It could backfire, and this could be a, a, a avenue for Chase Young to say, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go ahead and and step." I appreciate y'all drafting me. But I don't respect how this organization organization handled me. I don't care if Ryan here or if he isn't here. And, and maybe it may be a fresh start with the new the new regime. But at the same time, like some people, some people are different, and some people take take motivation a certain way. And it's just weird, bro. Um. So yeah, I don't. I, I really just I just don't think that they made the right decision. But I mean, I can understand the the reason for not extending. Hey, before before Dre jumps in, I think. I think one of the benefits for them is the fact that Chase came off a, a major ACL injury and only played in, what, three games. So he doesn't have much leeway. Uh, I think his his true value, if they were to trade him, would come during the season. If he jumps out to a fast start within the first couple games, an organization could be like, damn, we, we need that. Like, we ain't going to find a Chase Young because they already started looking at prospects for next year. They, they're going to be like, we need a Chase Young. We don't we don't have that type of guy coming out in the draft. And we can also, you know, extend him or, or franchise tag him. Um, that, that could be one of the benefits. But 
Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be dicey. It's going to be interesting to see how Sweat and Chase, like I said, who have the same representation, play it out with, hey, do they even want to go through this process with Washington? Or are they going to just <laughs> – are they going to try to get themselves out of out of the, the picture? Both of them could, could even say it. And then you really screwed. Yeah. And me, man, like I said on Twitter, I mean, I honestly didn't have an issue with it. And plus because – you know, for the past couple of weeks, like when AJ, you know, first hit the text message and honestly, when AJ sent the text message, that was the first I heard that they were declining an option. I was like, well, they've been telling us this for weeks now. Like every time they've asked Ron and Martin Mayhew, their tones are completely different. Like they're not they were noncommittal about the whole Chase Young thing to the point where you felt like yeah, they, I don't think they really they, they, they want some kind of fire lit under Chase or something. I mean. But it just didn't seem like they were really comfortable, you know, committing fully to saying, yeah, we're going to we're going to definitely do this with this guy. But I think it's, you know, it's probably a little deeper. I mean, I don't know. I mean, none of us can really say for sure what exactly their thoughts are or their true thoughts are on Chase. But you have to go back to the 2021 um, offseason. I mean, he missed a lot of OTAs that year. I mean, he was coming off the rookie of the year. You get it. You know, he he's his marketing level is sky high at this point. But, you know, a lot of those opportunities that he had that summer, you know, with the brand and the family feud and all of that, these were scheduled during OTAs when his team's, team was out there. I mean, you know, it may not be a big deal. But Chase was considered a leader at that point, you know, and his face wasn't around for a lot of those voluntary sessions. And people look at that, you know, and with Chase Young, too, people are I mean, not just Chase, but stars. That's a good in point. General. I forgot about that. No yeah, I mean, stars in general, people are more forgiving of your star activities when you're playing like a star. But then Chase came out that 2021 season before his injury and he just had an invisible season. <laughs> like it was, it was it was not the season you expected to see out of the defensive rookie of the year the previous before. And, you know, the guy that they've been calling generational. So a lot of people kind of soured on it. And, you know, they all, the, you know, they coupled in the other things with Chase. And that's probably where he gets the stigma that he doesn't care. Now, I'm not going that far. I don't know. I mean, Chase seems like he's dedicated to his body. You see him training and everything. But sometimes you just wonder about his commitment to the team when you look back at those previous things but that's why i thought and I, I noted this i said this is good that chase is out there at otas this year so far they reported that he was there i said that's good this is a start but from the coaching standpoint you know a lot of fans we we look at it from emotions like i get it i would have loved for as a fan to say yes i want to go ahead and commit to chase young and i want him to get the fifth year option but when you look at it from the general manager and the coach's standpoint they can't go into it with the same emotions that fans would go into it they have to go into it from a business standpoint now i don't know how much this benefits or doesn't benefit watching it could backfire in their face but as i was explaining to people earlier people are worried about chase young maybe getting pissed and jamal you just kind of mentioned it as well that you know he might say, hey, I'm a bounce if, you know, because I didn't like how you all treated me. But the franchise could put themselves in position with leverage with Chase because you can franchise a guy like Chase. Someone mentioned that, oh, yeah, well, you know, Brandon Scherf played two years in the tag. I said, well, a guard doesn't have the same value as an edge rusher. Like the edge rusher has more value than a guard. Chase is going to – if Chase is who – people think he is and he goes out and he has a great season obviously uh, all of us fans are going to want to keep him and we're going to want to resign him but if he does do that and he doesn't want to play for us again there will be no shortage of buyers for chase young i mean the value will be through the roof so i mean in that standpoint when you look at it you should be able to net something i mean people you know mention you know uh kirk cousins played on the franchise tag and we got nothing for him you, you had children running that asylum now 
Mind you, I don't care about Ron Rivera and them as a GM and a staff like that, but I don't think they'd be petty enough to say, hey, I'm not trading this guy to your franchise to stick it to that coach over there. I mean, everyone knew that Kirk Cousins or the 49ers were at least offering a, the number two pick in the 2017 draft for Kirk Cousins. So we turned that down. But I don't think it's something – I mean, I'm not saying that Chase Young is going to get even half that. I mean, maybe he will. I mean, if he's playing like that, he's going to command a first round or two. But – I don't think this regime would turn it down. I think you have leverage, at least with Chase Young, you know, regardless whether he plays bad or not. So here's the thing, too, about the like, so there's another thing outside of he may get uh, pissed off at the organization. That's that's one angle and that's one flat angle. But another thing that I think about, too, is like um, there's been several occasions throughout the league where somebody has, um, you know, outkicked their coverage in terms of performance. Um, and even though they outkick their coverage in terms of performance, it doesn't warrant top five position money. And, you know, depending on how Chase Young plays, right, in, in, in his fourth year, uh, this is another aspect where it's like, we're going to have to, now obviously franchise side counts into a play, so that can kind of negate it for a year, but at the end of the day, you gonna have to you gonna have to kick out that bread for for Chase Young, uh, in a in a situation where this off this defensive line is already getting paid. I guess the good thing is Jonathan Allen doesn't have any guaranteed money after this year, but I, I'm sure the way he that he's playing over the last two seasons, he gonna want that goddamn money. He gonna want he gonna run real to to some degree or or have some type of guarantees in his contract, um, instead of making it look like he's expendable. But to that point, uh, you have to you may have to overpay for Chase Young. And who knows if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but if you're talking about a person that, that's, that you're already unsure of, right, and, and he puts up nine sacks, not even ten, but nine sacks, and, and, and all of a sudden you back on board, but now you got to pay him. Like, you're going to have to pay him that franchise tag, which is the average of the five, or you're going to have to pay him top five, like whatever, whatever that number is. And, and do you think that's – like, do you think from a standpoint of, of, of a – person who is watching the team and who is following the team do you even think that's fair for for Washington do you think that's a financial benefit to to have Chase Young on a on a deal where it's like I wish we could have just had him for the fifth year option so we can have two years of seeing what Chase Young could do and then we can worry about a franchise tag or an extension that's another thing where it's like if you if you take this gamble which is what they're committed to doing like you risk overpaying this man <laughs> not not even just that it's like you, you preach so much about roster building and the the cost of the option, I believe, is 17.8 or something like that. Like that's what that's what Chase would have would have got with the fifth year option. It's like you're not paying for a quarterback. So you could take that risk. If it don't pan out, it don't pan out. You feel me? Well, like AJ, they may pay for a quarterback next year. Yeah, and they still they still have the wiggle room to still keep him on the roster. That's where it's just like it's it's, it's interesting. Like it, it's just that's why What's a, going on, a Magic lot of people a lot of people thought that a lot of people thought that they were going to pick it up because it only makes sense, especially when you're not paying for a quarterback, uh, and you also get to lock in that additional year without having to possibly commit to commit to a, a long-term deal or deciding between sweat or young who you're going to use the franchise tag on. So now you're forcing yourself. If he balls out, which I, 
I don't believe him or Sweat could really ball out in, in this system for them. But if, if it happens, you feel me? Now you're you're trying to pay either one of them long term. And it's just, it, I don't know. I just think it's poor planning. So another thing in this in this play now uh, is the thought of defensive line being a higher possibility in round one. Um, I don't subscribe to that still. Um, I actually think that there's like a 99% chance that there's two positions that I, I think, excluding special teams. So forget a long snapper, kicker, punter, all that stuff. Um, but defensive line and receiver are the two position groups where I just don't see, I see like a 99% chance of them being out of play for Washington in round one. Uh, defensive line for the reasons that I kind of hinted to, they're all, it's already an expensive unit. Um, you spent the second round pick on a guy last year, um, the Fedarian Mathis. Uh, and then you have obviously Deron and John who got paid and uh, Sweat who's playing on his fifth year deal and 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 Young who's playing on his last year deal uh, or last year his deal. Uh, this isn't somebody or this isn't a, a group where you're saying, okay, I think it makes sense for our roster construction. As AJ said, um, it doesn't make sense for our roster construction to to add a, another defensive lineman in the first round. Um, and, and a lot of people are thinking that. Uh, it's it's a it's a higher chance because of this, but I don't think it's a correlation. Um, I actually would lean to to what AJ mentioned when we started the show. Um, I think it's more it can be more about uh them creating an illusion that they they may need a defensive line, and it, and it creates a trade opportunity, a trade back opportunity. Um, and that can help Washington in that situation. Um, but I think it's more I think it's more trade bait than it is actually selecting. Um selecting a, a defensive lineman in round one i don't see that happening at all um do y'all think that defensive line is as matter of fact chad i want to i want to see where you at what do you all think about defensive line um in, in first round uh but but is this something where it 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 increases in priority or it more so in terms of first round does it increase in priority or does it remain the same i don't see the urgency honestly i mean someone asked me that question earlier i mean it's age rushers in every draft i mean in a sense Keep one. You're going to keep one of Chasen or Sweat. I don't know which one you're going to keep, but obviously you're hoping that one or both of them take the leap. You may trade one, of course, because you're not going to be able to pay them all. And you hope you you hope one of these guys are the elite that we as the fan base think they have the potential to be. And if you have that, then, you know, you're going to bring back. I mean, I know people keep mentioning that, you know, a lot of those guys like the F.A. Obadas and the KC Tullios, no one's under contract out their year. But those guys are easy to get back. I mean, they're, they're going to come back. You know, you can keep giving them one year deals. So, you know, they're not even worth mentioning. I mean, they're death pieces. But again, I don't I just don't see the urgency this year, especially to say, oh, we have to go out and overreact and get, a you know, spend a first round pick on one of these guys. It would kind of remind me of the Fedarian Mathis pick in a sense. It was like, you know, they went out and seemed like they had an urgency for a guy like Fedarian Mathis when they still had guys ahead of Fedarian Mathis. So, you know, but it, luckily it all worked out. But in a sense, I don't kind of want to make that mis same mistake this year going after an edge rusher, you know, because that's a that's a panic move in a sense. Because, like I said, these guys come out every year. I mean, and who knows what the next ownership groups they're going to want out of this team. Maybe they're going to accumulate more picks or whatever. So that's why I'm not even worried about edge rusher next year. I mean, we have this year to look at. So, again, I don't see the urgency. Fellas, um, oh, my bad. AJ, if you if you had a comment on that one, uh, let me know what you're thinking. I was about to move on to this other question. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't afford to take a first-round defensive end. Um, if they can't 
played majority of the snaps, unless the plan, which we don't know, is to move one of those guys uh, before the start of the season. It just makes no sense to draft somebody to be a situational pass rusher when you have two guys who who already can do that. And let's say if it was a guy like Nolan Smith, like, yeah, he, he brings more bend to the table, but from an athletic standpoint and the size and, and measurables, like, they're they're pretty similar already. So it just wouldn't make sense to draft a, a, a DN first round because you got to move somebody before the season starts. And if you don't plan on it, you can't have a situational first round, <laughs> first round pick. It's DN that I think is overhyped. And I think the more the time goes on, it's tight end. That's kind of overhyped too. And, and obviously, as you all know, I'm, I'm a fan of Dawson Kincaid, but I just don't know if tight end works for Washington in the first round. I'm not against running backs or tight ends in the first round either. Let's let's make that clear. Um, I'm not against that. But the more I think about it for Washington, the more I think uh, if you need somebody who can help out your quarterback uh, on the offensive side and you're trying to take somebody round one, uh, it's offensive line or it's running back. That's it. Um, that's, all, that's all I got. Jay, I see you in the chat. Um, saying we'll we'll be drafting uh, AR fifteen when he drops. Uh, Albert Breer actually put out an article, and I think um, that may be what you're referring to, if I'm assuming correctly. But uh, he did mention that I think Martin Mayhew has been behind closed doors talking about how much he loves AR fifteen. So um, that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, okay, so speaking of defensive ends and in certain positions that we aren't taking in first round or that we do love. Uh, I pose this question from Hogs Haven account. Uh, what was one thing that you would love for Washington to do in the draft? And what is one thing you'd hate? Um, I'll read a couple of responses. I won't, it was a whole bunch of responses. So uh, the first one uh, that is I completely disagree with, <laughs> he said, I love a receiver to pair with McLaurin and Doxon, put some more points on the board, hate running back selected. Yes, even if Bijan. Um, I followed up. Cause I'm sitting here thinking like he must be, he must be thinking like mid round prospects, right? Um, but he says no, he wants Quentin Johnson or or Addison or Flowers or Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, and I'm like for all that, go running back. What we talking about like I, we we got receivers. Um, but that do was you do you though? I'm I'm saying I'm saying if you want to go first round for for a receiving talent uh, or somebody who can catch the football, get you a running back that can do it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, nah, I feel That's you. All I'm saying. But I mean, um, they, they they bring a real thing to the table though, because Curtis Samuel is also a free agent. But it's, but are you, I mean, you can you can find a Curtis Samuel outside of the first though. You can. Do you agree? I agree. Uh, I mean, come on, AJ. You said he's a gadget player. No way you think you can't find a Curtis Samuel. Yeah, but I don't. I don't round. really. I don't really believe there's many of those type of guys in this draft. I think, I think if anything, one is a running back and also can play slot and be used in those situations, which is Jameer Gibbs. But that depends on how they identify it. Okay, um, I'll I'll go a couple more. Um, Commanders BR uh, Brazil said loves pass rusher in the first three rounds. He would hate a tight end in the first round. Um, and then we have one more. They said Cal Smith for GM said trade back in the first round or draft Bijan. I don't understand why so many people are against running back in the first round. It's actually killing me. Um, 
But yeah, trade back in the first round is what he loves. He'd hate Washington to draft Bijan in the first. Um, so as we think about that question for us, um, what are we thinking? Uh, what what is one thing that you love Washington to do, uh, and what is one thing that you hate for them to do um, come draft day? And, and let's I guess for us, let's stick to the first round. Uh, Chad, if you all want to let us know what's one thing you love and one thing you hate, uh, let us know. Um, but yeah, what what is that one thing for y'all, fellas? Absolutely, trade back is my number one ideal scenario in this draft because, as I've been saying, I want to accumulate as many picks possible next year. So we could trade back. I don't even mind if we honestly we could trade back out of the whole first round for real and just go back to the second round, like early in the second round, and give me a give me a first round pick in the twenty twenty four. Give me ammo. I want to start doing what the Eagles do. Eagles accumulate ammo every year from some bad team that gives the Eagles a top ten pick. Damn near every year. Let's be one of them teams. Let's do that because, like I said, this year we we don't know. We're so in flux about what's going to happen with this regime, the coaches, staff, the front office. You know, with ownership coming in no one knows about their future right now but i as a fan i'm worried about our future right now and when this new ownership comes in and if it bees that they or if it is that they want to come in and clean sweep everything i want them to have a full deck or a full slate of you know something to accelerate or ignite a rebuild so give me like i said especially in a strong quarterback draft i love the quarterbacks coming next year I would love a trade back. I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the first round, but just something if I can just get more ammo for next year because I just want to, you know, stock up on those guys. And if we do trade back, I'm loving that. At that point, Jamal, you can give me a running back. You can give me the Jameer Gibbs. You can give me, you know, B. John, but B. John's not going to fall that far, obviously. You know, or, you know, you can give me a cornerback. You can still get one of those guys. Maybe a Forbes falls there. So, I mean, hey. I would love that. Now, some, did you say we're on hate too right now, or we're just doing what we love in this draft? Yeah, love and hate. But but one thing before you get into your hate, yeah. trade back or Bijan is 16. Trade back. I'm trading back. Yeah. Hold on. What? Dre, at 16, yeah. if Bijan is there, you're going to trade back. Yeah, absolutely trade back. I mean, I'm not a super fan. Like, you know, most people are, and I get it. I mean, he's a talent. He's a special talent. But I'm not a big fan of drafting running backs in the first round. I just don't care who they are. You know, I was this way when Ezekiel Elliott and them was talked about as generational Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon Barkley's a hell of a back, but what the hell has he done with the uh, Giants? I mean, he was talked about as generational out of Penn State, you know, but still the Giants have what one or one playoff appearance to show for since he's been in. So, I mean, B. John Robinson, I mean, yes, I would love to have him, but I'm not thrilled to draft him at number 16. Okay. Uh, go, go ahead and get to your, hey, what, you, what, you, what, what would you think? Uh, what what would you hate for Washington to do uh, in the round one? I, w- I would hate to go edge rusher in the first round because, that again, I already said it. It's a panic move to me, and I don't think it's a good use of your resources. And as AJ said, he'll be a situational player, and I don't want any situational players at this point in the first round. AJ, what about you, man? What's one thing you love, and what's one thing you hate for Washington to do? Uh, I would love in the first round for them to go offensive weapon. Um, personally, uh, I would make an emphasis on running back. Um, that that could be Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. Preferably for me, Jameer Gibbs is my running back number one in this in this class. Um, or if you don't 
new running back, I would say take Dalton Kincaid at tight end. Uh, ultimately, those are the two options. I want to give Eric Bieniemy and whoever's going to be this quarterback as many weapons that they can work with alongside going with Terry McLaurin, um, Jahad Dotson, and Curtis Samuel and Eric Bieniemy's scheme that he's going to be he's going to be running. Um, and ultimately, for me, first round, what I would hate is uh, offensive lineman. I don't feel like I don't feel like any of these guys are elite talents. Not looking at uh, Tyron Smith, a Trent Williams, a Lane Johnson, a Jason Peters, or even a Teron Armstead. Like I'm not looking at any elite guys at this tackle position, especially if you're talking about the likes of Darnell Wright. Like a right tackle, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> like it, think- it'd be it'd be different if we talking about like a a left tackle here that shows some significance of being like. Uh, uh, a Trent Williams or more athletic. I just don't like any of these guys. Like I think they got a lot of flaws in their games, and those flaws are are, are major flaws, especially going against speed rushers. Um, yeah, I personally don't like an offensive lineman at all. Um, first round and and where they sit in this draft. So at sixteen, you're saying you don't you you would hate it? Yeah, I mean I don't I don't personally like any of the the top tier people that they're viewing as options uh, as far as like left tackle Paris Johnson, I feel like he can't play to the right. So then you got another guy that's just sitting there unless you decide to move on from Charles Leno, which they haven't showed any signs of doing so they've done everything to bring versatility to the offensive line in the free agency market, but they, they haven't got a guy that could play left. So they feel pretty comfortable. Um, in Leno, I think maybe the guy out of uh, Pittsburgh, Stevenson or Levinson, whatever his name is, he can play left. But I mean, you're talking about like a backup, backup. <laughs> um, then when when it comes to the right tackle stuff, it's just like I'm not really sold on Darnell Wright. Like uh, I, I feel like he's just not that guy. I think another team falls in love with him, possibly Chicago or even even the Jets. Luckily, like they're there before Washington in this process. They take that guy off the board, but I just don't like offensive linemen. And a part of me doesn't like cornerback somewhat, depending on who the cornerback is. Like I'm not I'm not a big Deontay Banks fan. Like I feel like he's typically in position, but he makes no play on the ball. Like um I, I feel like he doesn't have elite game speed to me uh and if i'm gonna get a corner especially with this defense i need that person to be a ball hawk and so you want four those those two guys in this draft is chris and gonzalez and and emmanuel forbes like forbes yeah he got hiccups in his game but if you can flip the field that's exactly what this defense needs more than anything like a guy that can still be average in in coverage or above average but can also flip the field and always has an ability to get his ball, I mean, get his hand on the balls. I mean, on the ball. Balls. <laughs> on the ball, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a quality that this defense desperately needs. Oh, <laughs> you know, so, so I wanted balls. to balls, follow balls, up balls, on – Pause, 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 But, AJ, no, I definitely want to follow up on Forbes. Like, he's somebody that's actually been growing on me these last couple of weeks in the draft. Like, I mean – 
if for all of the reasons that AJ just stated and uh, some of the reasons that we've been talking about earlier, like if you expect in Chase or Montez or those guys to, you know, have a big step out here, we already know the interior line. We know what they can do. But if you get a guy like Forbes at the cornerback position, I know his size. I know that's the thing that people are talking about. He's wiry, but he can still put some weight on his frame. I mean, he has good length. He has good height, but he's a playmaker. And he's a guy that, like AJ said, he, he can change momentum in a game at any point. I mean, I know a lot of fans here, they hated D'Angelo Hall. I love D'Angelo Hall when he was here. But Forbes kind of reminds me of a D'Angelo Hall, a guy that can, you know, get you touchdowns on defense. So we just haven't had that type of playmaker in the secondary in a while. So, I mean, he's definitely a guy that's grown on me and I wouldn't mind drafting him first round um for me Dre you, you stole my thunder uh with defensive line um so I will just go to the second level and say I would hate for them to draft a linebacker um and I, I think for for what is worth like that front seven uh, now the linebacker does need help right but but I think there's certain other positions that I will focus on uh, then I, before I go to that front seven of the defense, um, secondary being a priority on that side of the football. Um, and personally, what I would love for Washington is to go running back. Um, and, and the reason why I say running back is not because that is my number one position that I would take at 16. Um, however, if that opportunity presents themselves to get Bijan, knowing that um antonio gibson is almost out the door if you all listen to the trapper dive right uh you understand that we've talked about this for a long period of time now over at least one season um i mean at least one full season that antonio gibson isn't really a game breaker and for what is worth washington is in a position where um antonio gibson is being uh is a free agent next year right along with curtis samuel on the offensive side of the football uh, but if you have Chase Young, Monte Sweat, Cam Curl, Kendall Fuller, Curtis Samuel, all on the board, along with Antonio Gibson in terms of people who are up uh, for extensions, and, and you've seen Antonio Gibson play for the last three seasons, are you are you itching to to re-sign him? Like, or or could you try to find somebody else who can who can get the, the same job that he's doing uh, done? I think that you can go for better. You can shoot for better. And, and it's not a knock on Antonio. It's more so an understanding of Antonio has been a, a presence for us. He's helped us out a lot. But I think that uh, we won't necessarily miss him if we let him go. And and that's where I'm like, I would love for them to take that stab at running back in the first round in the Bijan, um, especially at 16, where the value is at his best, or at, at his best for Washington, at, at least, because you get five more years of somebody who is, already better than Antonio Gibson and and that's kind of where I'm like let's get some offense going let's get a, a running back who can help their quarterback out and let's have a dynamic duo with uh Bijan and Brian so uh that's kind of where I'm at I love I would love running back I would hate linebacker um even though my pro my number one would have been edge rusher or, or defensive line altogether um and offensively uh the other position that I would like and I would prefer over running back if the right person is there is actually offensive line. Um, I'm, I'm okay with Skaronsky. I'm, I'm, re I'm really okay with Osiris Torrance. Um, but I understand, like, based on the last couple of mocks and, and people that we've talked to, Osiris may make it well past pick 16. So um, maybe they trade back and try to get Osiris. But that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, man. Love running back. Uh, hate 
the linebacker spot, man. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, Okay. So, let's go ahead and get into the last part of the show, man, the mock draft. So, I came across – who is this? Mark Tyler. He used ESPN. Like, they have this draft simulator. And on the draft simulator, they have, like, this projector. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Um, my bad. I was trying to say something. I don't know if y'all remember how we were last year when they traded back <laughs> when we was actually at FedEx Field. That was a that was a funny ass moment. Everybody was all, pissed. I think we all <laughs> left. We all left like, what the yeah. fuck? Did we just we was over here turning up. Like, I had the drinking hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had planned to stay longer, and then when that happened, Remember we, we had Fred like, Sloop. Fred Sloop was talking big mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was bro. Big shit. Him they and, traded back. I got the hell up out of there about Drake London. I'm like, everybody Everybody at FedEx Field was disappointed. Now, everybody's kind of excited. I mean, I still feel like haven't really seen everything of Jihad Dotson yet, but I mean, I wonder if it's going to be a repeat of, of last year once again with the fan base tomorrow when, when that pick is made around 10, 10 o'clock, if it is made. Um. Oh yeah, you did what? Like seven? It's like ten thirty, right? For pick sixteen, that's what that's what we said. Around that, around that, around that. Uh, it, should, it should be around like ten, ten, ten. Okay. We picked sixteen okay. last year, right? Uh, yep. We was yeah. at eleven, then moved back to sixteen. Yep. Okay. All right. So ESPN. Um, who wants to take the first stab at this? Let's let's set the set the boundaries. We're gonna do two rounds, right? We said two rounds. Um, are we are we uh? Sticking with our, are we are we free to do anything? Is it a is it a freestyle, do whatever you want to do type of deal, or are we are we going to like have some some rules of engagement here? How how are we how are we thinking about doing this last mock draft? Um, we can do one strict one, okay. and we can do one anything goes. Okay, um, okay. So how about this is a proposal? How about you're allowed to trade? One time in the first round, right? But wherever you wherever you are after that, you got to pick. I don't I don't fucking know. That's that's just one. That's just one proposal. Like you can make one trade, um, and you can make that trade in the first round, but you can't make any trades in the second round. All right, that's fair. We don't have to do that one either, but that's just a proposal. Um, AJ, yeah, what, man, what you cool thinking? Okay, I'm cool with that. What, what platform are you using? Now? I'm gonna try this ESPN zone out. Um, nah, do the do the PFF joint. You well, damn, we don't <laughs> have no account. The ESPN yeah. joint, I seen it. It's kind of like it's more so on the analytical side. I don't know if you could do trades. Have you ran through it? No, nah, I haven't. Let's see. Let me see if I can. I don't know if you can do trades. Oh, it says I can make a trade. Let's see. Start draft. Is it gonna let me see any trade offers, or does it just let you trade whoever? Oh yeah. Let's see what picks we got. Make a trade. Still is his next. So you will have to let's see. Propose trade. I'm just seeing if yeah, this is actually we need to go back to PFM. Damn, I thought this was gonna be a good idea. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the original one that we were doing. Uh let's cancel this and go to PFN. Pro PFN draft. There we go. Draft simulator. All right, boom. With free trades, select your team. We're going to go NFC, Washington, and 
start. All right, two rounds. Let's draft, baby. Okay. And let me share the screen. Kevin said no on Forbes. I uh, appreciate everybody who's checking in, man. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We appreciate y'all. Um, and happy draft week, bro. It's time, time to turn up tomorrow, bro. Um, all right, boom. Boom. And take this off. Present. All right. Here we go. And we are good. Wait, did I do this right? All right, boom. Here we go. So who wants the first stab at this? I'll go ahead and for those who are listening to the podcast, I'll, I'll run through the last five picks and, and tell you all who are on the board. Um, we have three trade offers for the first person who wants to take the stab at it. Um, matter of right. fact, I'll go. Oh, my bad. It's Mike. I mean, you can go because like, okay. it's delayed on my end anyways. So I need okay. you to read everything out. Okay. All right. So I'll take the first stab at it. Um, and we have the last five picks, Jalen Carter off the board, Donnell Wright off the, off the board to Tennessee. Uh, Jalen went to Philadelphia, Miles Murphy edge, uh, went to Houston, Jackson Smith and Jigba went to the chargers on a trade. Uh, B John Robinson went to the Texans. I'm a two, excuse me, the new England Patriots. And then Paris Johnson went to the New York jets up for me is Peter Skaronsky, Nolan Smith, Brian Branch, Jordan Addison, Deontay Banks, Lucas Van Ness, Joey Porter Jr., um, Isaiah Foskey, Keelan Ringo. Uh, those are some of the, the top guys available for Washington. Um, and at this point, uh, as much as I love Peter, um, I think the way this pool is looking, I can also trade back a little bit. So sticking to my rules, sticking to our rules. I'll make one trade and trade in the first round. Let's see what my offers look like. Um, I have a pick 35. This is this would have been perfect for Dre. <laughs> pick 35, nope. but they're not all Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't want that. DeForest Buckner. That's okay. No, That's true. We we crowded in DT room. Okay, so the Colts are offering me pick 35, DeForest Buckner, and a 2024 third round pick for the 16th overall pick. As good as DeForest Buckner is, I am going to reject that one. Uh, but now I do have um, a pick 16 offer and a pick 118 offer. Um, and the Carolinas are going to get Carolina Panthers are going to give me pick 39, 93. I don't even know the, who the hell D Brown is. And then 224, two 2024 draft picks. Um, let's see what the next one is. That's a horrible pick. I mean, that's I like, a horrible trade offer. I like this one though. Um, Tampa Bay is offering me their 19th overall pick for in a 2024 second for pick 16 to move back three slots. Um, I like this. And given that I'm not moving too far back, um, I'm willing to accept this one, um, without even thinking about it too much, actually. So I'm going to move back a couple spots just to get that 2024 second. Um, let's see where this takes me. Tampa Bay ends up selecting Isaiah Foskey um, or Foskey. Uh, the Pittsburgh still takes Nolan Smith. And then Brian Branch goes to the Detroit Lions. I have another trade offer, but I'm going to reject these because um, I only can make one. Who is in the player pool for me? Mm. We That's have Peter Skoronsky, Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., um, 
Dalton Kincaid. Okay. I think at this spot, who I'm thinking between Peter Skaronski and Deontay Banks for me. Um, I really like Peter, but I also understand that Deontay is probably a guy who's going to give us a little bit of some versatility at 19. Um, I think I'm going to go. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hey, you got 20 seconds remaining on the clock. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. You got to turn your card in. You got 20 seconds, my boy. I got to, I'm going to go ahead and go with Deontay Banks at pick 19. Wow. So I selected Deontay at pick 19, hoping that things play out in the second round as I, as I anticipate. So we'll see. Thank you, Emmanuel Forbes is the first round pick. That boy, that boy makes no plays on the ball at all. Said Banks doesn't make any plays. Um, I got a. Oh no, my plan is is shot. (laughs) So my plan, I had Osiris Torrance still on the board, and I thought that he can make it to forty seven, but Tennessee selected him at forty one, just a few picks before me. So I'm going to check this pool out and see if they have (laughs) – where is he at? Cody Mock available, and he is. So I'm going to take Cody Mock uh, for Washington in the second round. Um, I I like – based on two things, uh, I like how Logan Posen described his game and how he performed at the Senior Bowl. If you all missed it, Logan described him as just a a versatile offensive lineman, somebody that, you know, Washington would love. So I'm going to select him, but also – the fact that he can play tackle and guard in the interior, and he had some experience um, at with playing center at the Senior Bowl as well. So uh, he has some versatility, but mainly the interior, beefing up the interior and making sure that that's solid. I'm going to go ahead and hit uh, Cody Muck and Deontay Banks for my two picks. Um, and I came up a second-round pick in 2024 draft um, So from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that is my final Draft Deontay Banks, Cody Mock in the 2024 second round pick. Let me close these up. Um, <laughs> hey man, you's a hater, bro. <laughs> hey, what if? Hey, what if Deontay though? What if Deontay come into the league, bro? I mean, I don't know. Like, is it is it opportunity or is he just a person who's dropping passes? Like, what's up? What's up with? What's up with? Um, what's up with? Uh. Deontay, like they saying he don't make plays. I, I I don't get it. He just don't have he don't have ball skills. Like he don't have ball skills. He he's kind of always in position, but he gonna get caught on. He he's not he's not getting no PBUs for real. Not getting no interceptions. Like he's just there. Okay. All right. Which um, which could work for some teams if you got another guy on the other side. That I mean, technically through. speaking, it works for Washington. They they got that. I mean, well, we kind of got that guy already in Ben St. Juice. Yeah, like, you had that guy. <laughs> it's like, bro, let me stop. Jay yeah, said I mean, he can't that's, find that's why ball, I said bro. you need somebody, you need somebody to go get the ball. Um, he said you could have gotten the OT and Gibbs. Was Jameer Gibbs on the board? Don't tell me Jameer Gibbs was on yeah, the he board. Was, he was on the board in the first round. He was definitely on the board in the first round. Oh no, yeah, I wasn't tripping out. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going, I wasn't going to yeah, do I don't that. think he was on the second round. Okay, so I'm not tripping then. 
Hey, don't be hate. Hey, look, don't be hate on my picks, bro. Y'all can y'all can go yeah. ahead and make your own. Y'all can make your own draft simulator. You got things. the chat. I brought, brought out the pitchforks for banks, man. You ain't even drafted for real. Nah, pissed. for real, bro. <laughs> yeah, damn. All right, who got the second stat? Who want to go next? I go. I right, go. Ahead. go okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll read the last five. Um. So Edge, Miles Murphy off the board. Uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles, Broderick Jones, 11 to the Tennessee Titans, Nolan Smith to the Houston Texans, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Green Bay Packers, Lucas Van Ness to the New England Patriots, and Joey Porter Jr. to the New York Jets. Um, We have two trade offers on the board, Dre. You have pick 16 and pick 118 of, of, of Washington's, and the, the Baltimore Ravens are ringing, and they, they are giving us Rashad Bateman, a 2024 second-round pick, and you're moving back six spots. They're giving you pick 2020, uh, excuse me, big pick 22 of this year's draft. All right. Let me see the next one. The next one. All right. So you have the Kansas City Chiefs ranking. They're giving you pick 31 and pick 63 and a 2024 second round pick for your 16th overall pick. These are two strong offers. I like it. Let me take the Kansas City deal. Okay. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna go ahead and accept that what is, one. What is the picks? Thirty first and sixty three. I can't really see. Yeah, third. It was thirty first and sixty three. Um, and next in next year's second, second round. So Washington is now moved back to the thirty first overall pick of the uh, the first round. Um, let's go ahead and hide these and look at your player pool. Um, Bijan made it all the way to twenty nine on this one. Wow! Now I would have picked him at thirty one. Yeah, he made it all the way to 29 on this one. Okay, so who we have? <laughs> so we have um we have Jameer Gibbs still available. Um Osiris Torrance, BJ Ajulari, Darnell Washington, Emmanuel Forbes, Hendon Hooker. Um we got some more too. Let me go up to the top. Um Zay Flowers. Uh who are some other notable names? Two I, I know who I'm taking right here. Because okay. this is like a second round pick. I am taking Jameer Gibbs here. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Monty said he was there. Damn, I messed up, bro. I, I could I swore I didn't see Gibbs' name, but okay. All right. So we have Jameer Gibbs in uh, pick 31. So now we have Washington again. Dre selecting that pick 47. Darnell Washington just went off the board, tight end from Georgia. Um, a couple more names before him is uh, Luke Musgrave, tight end from Oregon State, uh, went to the Green Bay Packers. Dewan Jones went to the left uh, left tackle, I believe, for Ohio State. Right, right tackle went to uh, the New York Jets uh, and Zay Flowers to the New England Patriots. So now we have the player pool who is available. Oh, this is a perfect draft. I'm about to say, I, this was easy I already see you, one. Man. I'm taking I'm taking Forbes. <laughs> so we got Emmanuel <laughs> Forbes. Uh, pick 47 for the Washington Commanders, man. So we have Jameer Gibbs, Emmanuel Forbes of our top uh, 60. Oh, we have a oh, 63 is second round. You got another pick. Yeah. We got see, another that's pick. That's why I okay. made it. I got two, two second round picks. Uh-oh. Hendon Hendon Hooker top of the top of the board man with a with an extra pick that you got from the Kansas City Chiefs man, um but you got some more people up there. We have Tucker Craft tight end South Dakota State, uh, Yak God apparently, 
uh Marvin Mims, who I'm cool with, but I he gotta he, he gotta work on his route running. Um who else we got? Oh, we got a couple, we got a few people. Um, I like o- AT Perry, um, Sam Laporta. But let me go ahead and give it back to you, man. I, I know, I know who I want. I want Tucker Craft. Give me the tight end. Let's go ahead and solidify the offense. You know, get Logan out of here soon. That's my draft. <laughs> hey Drake, why why there why there didn't you take him to help you? Because um I mean it was an extra pick we're, too. We're, we're, it what, what's, what's your what's your plan? I'm just I'm just uh, curious. So Hendon Hooker, he's more one read. Like I, he's one of those one read guys. Low on the older side, he's coming off the injury. So I mean, third round maybe I'm considering it, but that second round pick, and I'm they're already. I mean, how much better is Hendon Hooker right now than Sam Howell? I don't know. You know, <laughs> so just roll with Sam Howell. I got my running back Jameer Gibbs. He I ain't got had a good. So. So I, I think I had a good draft for you. I agree. Yeah. Um, this was this is a pretty good draft, man. Jameer, Forbes, and Tucker. Uh, your first, your 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 first three picks of the draft. Okay. All right. Um, so chat, man, let us know who had the best mock draft and uh just let them draft. know. No, nah, no, no, nah, I'm I'm, I'm saying <laughs> when, it's all, when it's all when it's all when it's all said and done. When it's all no, no, you good. When it's all said and done, and let them and let them know. Let it let, let everybody know. AJ and Dre know why why I had the best draft, despite what um, people were thinking out there. So just keep it a buck with them. Let them know, uh, or at least lie to me. That's the least y'all can do. Okay, here we go. Boom. AJ's up. We're gonna go ahead and get this thing started. Christian Gonzalez off number three. Will Levis to the Colts. Jalen Carter to the Lions. Anthony Richardson yeah, to the Falcons. Lamb, so I'm going to need you to read out them trades to me. I got you. All right, so the last five picks. B. John Robinson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Peter Skaronsky to the Tennessee Titans. Broderick Jones on a trade-up from the Las Vegas Raiders. They select uh, they select that tackle from Georgia. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 13. Uh, he keeps getting to getting to the goddamn Green Bay Packers. Devin Witherspoon, we missed him out. We missed out on him by two picks. AJ, he got picked at uh, slot fourteen to the New England Patriots. Darnell Wright, uh, New England. I'm excuse me, New York Jets uh, t- tackle from Tennessee. You are on the board with three trade offers. You have they they really want to get rid of DeForest Buckner. You got the <laughs> you got the Indianapolis Colts on the line, man. They they're they're going to offer you pick thirty five, DeForest Buckner. Uh, and a 2024 second round pick for your 16th overall and your third round pick. I think, I think that's either third or fourth round pick 97. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, that's your reject that. Okay. So now, oh, Buddha Baker. Okay. Hey, that's that, that you can get rid of Cam Curl now, AJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get rid of Cam Crow with this one. So mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals are on the line, ladies and gentlemen. They're giving or offering Washington pick 34, pick 180, which sounds like six round to me. Um, and Buda Baker for the 16th overall pick. Do you want to look at the last can one? Can I say my yeah, next yeah, offer? I knew it. Accepting or rejecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So now you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, with they're they're going to give you pick nineteen and a twenty twenty four second round pick, and they want your slotted sixteen, and they want your 
uh, 193rd pick. Damn. Yeah, Monty knows it's interesting. And people, people know Buddha, Buddha is a dog, and, yeah. and you can't you can't miss out on that, bro. That's a that's a tone setting uh athlete. There's your playmaker, too. bro. You got your playmaker. Yeah, I'm just curious who's gonna be there for me the next round, though. That's that's the problem. Uh I mean, that's only that's only uh pick two. Of the second round, you could, you could, you may find around take might, the chance with Jameer Gibbs. I, I know that's that's what I'm, might be I'm thinking. I'll I'll take the trade. Hold on, before you accept, can I trade? Depending on where we at in this draft, can I trade back in? You want to trade back into the first round? Yeah, depending on who's um, depending on who. Rue, I mean. Oh, I'm okay. sure. Well, you right, go ahead. Just, just accept it. Just accept it. Then. Okay. Okay. Because I was gonna say, depending on who's on the board, I might want to trade to get back in immediately, like towards the closer to the end. Well, I mean, I can pause it. I don't think we. You want me to pause it when? So right now, who uh, who are you looking for? I know what you're looking for. I'm just trying to see who's going. You're looking for Gibbs. <laughs> pause it. Pause it at 28. Okay, so Cam Smith went off the board, and, and the Bengals selected Dalton Kincaid. Okay, uh, who has the thirty third pick? The Raiders. The Raiders. You can wait one more so pick. Saints, Saints, Saints not going to take Jameer. Eagles took Bijan. The only team I'm concerned about is the Chiefs. Are they going to take Jameer? Let's let it rock. Wait. Let it play out. Let it play out. There you go. I can't see it, so I need you to read it out. Yeah, so so we are at pick 34, and the Washington Commanders that. have <laughs> oh I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh Jameer Gibbs. Yep, here you go, your boy Jameer. And I got Buda Baker. You got one more, you got a you got pick 47 too. They didn't even bother taking that one, so you got one more, you got one more second round pick. And I got Buddha. And you got Buddha, man. So the last five off the board, Buddha, Emmanuel man, Buddha, Forbes. Man. <laughs> Emmanuel Forbes and Darnell Washington. Buddha, back to boat. Back to back to, to the Green Bay Packers. Felix Uzama, um, 44 to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh John Michael Smith, uh center, uh, went to the New York Jets and Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle, 46 to the New England Patriots. You have another pick here, AJ, and you have your pick of the litter, man. You have some notable names for, for everybody. Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Um, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Joe Tipman, uh, the, uh, the center from uh, Wisconsin. Steve Avila, uh, guard from TCU. Luke Musgrave, tight end from Oregon State. Um, Cody Mock, uh, tackle from North Dakota State. Uh, and, yeah. Some more too. Tucker Craft is still out there as well. I'll be yeah, I'll, I'll stop there and and give you the floor. Uh, Yo, oh, there you go. Can you, you hear go. me? Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I hear yeah. you now. Uh, was DJ Turner up there? Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, he's still there. I think From I can see. I think I can see that. 
Uh, I got Jameer. I got Jameer Gibbs. I got Buda Baker. You could take a cornerback. Uh, yeah. So Julius Brent Brent's is still there. Yeah, he's still there. That's tough. And Emmanuel Forbes is gone. Yep, he just got selected a couple picks before you. Uh, I will do DJ Turner. Okay. Pick 55, Michigan. All right. DJ Turner, do we have any more? All right, so chat. Um, yeah, I ain't had the best. I ain't had the best draft. <laughs> See, that's why you don't go first, Mo. <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? I think I had the worst draft last year too, bro. I don't, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this thing, bro. <laughs> at all. Oh my god! So Jameer Gibbs, DJ Turner, and Buddha Baker as a result of your first two rounds, um, in a trade in the first round, man. Uh, salute to y'all, bro. Y'all had a hole. Yeah, and both y'all came up with Jameer. Both got Jameer. We both got a cornerback. Like he got Buddha. He got the proven safety. I got a tight end. So the offense came out better on mine. The defense definitely coming out better on AJ's. What about mine, bro? I feel feel like I got better. I got better. It was a a Ron type of draft. It was a Ron draft. (laughs) It was safe. It was was very safe. It was the safest draft. It was. It was giving Mayhew vibes. It was giving Mayhew vibes. Then I got to go out there and lie my ass off and justify the jump. I'm the guy. Nobody see through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Analytics told us this is where we should go. Um, Okay. Boom, there it is, fellas. Hey, man, what y'all got going on for the draft? Oh, I know, AJ, you, you about to make some moves. Jay, what you got going on, man? You getting, you getting drunk? You drinking your bourbon? <laughs> you know I'm be drinking. I'm going to be sipping on something for the draft. Be right I know you're going to be do- having dual duties, bro, with the, the NBA NBA playoffs and the, the draft on. Man, I ain't really been watching the playoffs like that. I, been keep, I, I let my son tell me about the playoffs. He, he tell me who scored what, so I let him tell me about that. I'm watching the draft. Draft always takes precedence in April for me. I respect that, like seriously, because I'm in the same boat, bro. Like I, I've been watching some most most of the playoffs, but I haven't even been invested into like the ten o'clock games as much as I want to see the Phoenix and, and the Clippers series. Bro, it's just not it's not worth it for me. But shout out to the uh, next round because I know the times gonna get a little bit better anyway. Um, wait, matter of fact, Phoenix Phoenix already plays. Um, who are they locked in with? It's the Bucks. I'm not Denver. Um, they play Denver, Denver. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Who who plays tonight? Uh, Memphis and LA. Yeah, they on right now. Memphis and LA, uh, and then the Cavs and Knicks. They playing. Oh yeah, they back in Memphis. And Heat and Bucks play at nine thirty. Um, right now they down twelve, but the Grizzlies down twelve. No, no, no. Right now the the Lakers are down twelve. Um, it's second quarter though. It's mid midway through. Um. I probably I see four or two Lakers. I don't see it going to game seven, but I can see I can see the Grizzlies taking care of business in this game. Um, but I really want to see what the, the Heat and Bucks gonna look like. Cause ain't no way in hell that he should have beat them boys yes uh last uh the other night. I mean obviously Man. you know Jimmy went went the hell off, but generally like y'all are too much y'all are too good to be to be getting smoked like that. 
Man, I seen my homegirl won seven thousand last night off a of FanDuel playing twenty five dollars. Hey, hey, Jay like, Hayden, bro. You said how much? She won seven thousand off of twenty five dollars. Yeah, the number, like, bro. She she literally hit all four bets last night. And the crazy wow. thing is, she hit earlier in the week to the point on some baseball. And I was like, dog, how do you even know this, bro? Like, you're not a well, time girl, nothing. Like, what's good? She's following the right people. I'm about to say somebody feeding her that information. Bro, she 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 hit with a, a four-leg parlay. I'm looking at it right now. John Collins, 20 points. John Collins, three uh three-pointers, Trey Young, 12 assists, uh, Jokic. 12 assists, $25 bet, 7,000. Then she hit she on... She has some inside information. She hit, she hit on 1,500 for Kevin Durant over 2.53s. Devin Booker, 2.53s. She bet 50 on that. Then she hit also last night, $30 joint, and she won $482. Devin Booker, eight assists, and Kevin Durant, four made threes. <laughs> All last night. Time to go. I'm hating like Jay Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for her, but I don't need to hear no more, bro. Tapped out. I'm like, I don't I'm know like, if she in the dis- she ain't say she in the Discord or anything. But I'm like, nah, dog. Like that's like, yeah. can I throw you some bread? Like, nah. Shit. AJ, she said she ain't trading secrets. She ain't gonna trade them secrets. Hey man, you hit you Seven hit on days, three different parlays and, and you and you make almost eight thousand. I pray for a night that to to get that lucky with a bet, bro. Oh my! I'm too God. scared to make that bet though. I'm I'm honestly too scared to make that bet. Eight thousand, eight thousand. <laughs> you committed like a hundred and some dollars. But you got to be real specific to like to get that to get those odds, bro. Like I'm just a I'm just a money line uh, spread point spread total. Bro, she placed these bets. During the game, damn near. Like, hold on. These last two were during the game. The first joint for the seven thousand, she bet at like four thirty-five. But the rest of the joints was like ten oh four p.m., ten o'clock p.m. <laughs> God bless, bro. Yeah. God bless. Um. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably done gambling until uh until September. Maybe maybe if I if I get my money right for the for the MLB over the summer when it's a lot of downtime, tap in, bro. But I'm I'm just enjoying these games. I'm looking forward to that that draft tomorrow, bro. I gotta give me a bottle. I'm going out of time, matter of fact, this weekend. So I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna be able to finish. Let me get a pint. Get a, give me a little pint to ship on. Hey, easy to the weekend. Easy, easy. Atlanta, man. Going to Atlanta for my uh, Nick on the All Thirty Two side. His birthday uh, is today, but we're gonna, we're gonna head out ATL. For the weekend, Let's turn up the shit. Yeah, man. Uh, but that's gonna wrap it up for us, everybody. Appreciate y'all checking in, Jay. Even though you're hating ass in the chat, bro. I know my, I know my draft, my uh, my mock draft was the best, but uh, y'all ain't got to say it. I know it. Um, Hulk, appreciate you checking in, Monty, as always. Uh, who else we got? Kevin, uh, Magic, uh, and 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 and, and Amani, appreciate you checking in as well. Uh, so, uh, and local, my bad. So. Schedule wise, we'll be back Monday. Uh, like I said, I'm heading out of town, so we got to handle some things. But also, uh, we're going to just let the, the first round and the whole draft play out, and we'll be back Monday to discuss everything. Probably get a guest on to, to, to break things down as well. But it's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, fellas, y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Everybody in chat, man, y'all stay safe. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy y'all weekend. All that good stuff, man. We're going to be back Monday. Damn,
said, huh, watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep your cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.